Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast Today in Space. I am your science communicator, Alex Girofanos, your space science podcast host from the East Coast. Thank you for joining us. We're really happy to have you here. And yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming missions that are happening this week. It's a busy, a busy, busy week here in space. Um, we're doing a basically a purely audio podcast here because another thing we're talking about is the balance and about finding not only balance in life, but balance in different aspects of our world, uh, which we will connect with NASA and SpaceX. Uh, so we're, we're going to talk about all that stuff. A few things to touch on first, obviously, uh, some some business stuff, of course. First, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, share with your friends, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, our YouTube channel. We've got some more followers this week. We're growing. It's awesome. These clips are really working out uh, and giving you bite-sized versions of the podcast. So hit the bell, subscribe, make sure to do all those things. Uh, and of course, ag3d-printing.com, ag3dprinting.etsy.com. Both of those places are where you can look at what we're doing with our 3D printing lab, AG3D. You can get a custom 3D printed job if you've got work, if you've got a school project, if you've got something at work, you need something 3D printed, that's AG3D-Printing.com. And then if you want to support us and buy some cool gifts, have some 3D printed stuff from our lab in your home, wherever you are, that's AG3DPrinting.Etsy.com. That's how you support the podcast financially. Let's dive into this thank you so much and of course you know sharing that's that's the biggest thing we 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 ask for you it's free doesn't cost anything and it gets the word out there so we're here the week of the crew 2 launch we've got our crew 2 mission flying from a falcon 9 down on the space coast in florida um from the historic launch pad and we i mean it's it's a it's a wild week We've, we've got that happening. It's slated for April 22nd. The, right now, we're 24 hours before, basically the day before. And this time, I, I get to be just kind of an observer. You know, things, uh, uh, there's a lot of good change that's come my way. If we're talking about the balance, right? Which is kind of what, what this episode is about. Um, I've got a, I've got a lot of change in my life. Uh, new job, uh, new, new lifestyle, really. Uh, you know, after a year of working at one job, in the middle of the pandemic, basically working from home, not going into the office at all, uh, maybe once every two weeks, I am now in a in a new job, new chapter in my career, where I'm going to be in the office four days a week. So it's a it's a whole different thing that I've had to completely change. Um, you know, physically, I was not in shape. I definitely. Being at home for a full year and working roughly 10 to 14 hours a day on a computer in front of a screen does a number on your body, surprisingly enough. Uh, and and so I, I had a week to rechange my behaviors, start from scratch, set myself up for success. And even though my body was still in a lot of pain, I was being proactive. I, I was walking when I got to, you know, after driving, because again, haven't haven't really driven every day in a really long time. Uh, walking after I drove and walking before I got back on the road, uh, roughly two, three miles a day. And that has been super, super helpful. It's definitely not solving the problem. And of course, uh, really, you know, I've got a lot of help here at home with all my dietary restrictions, cooking good food and making sure we've got meals prepped so that we can just get on with our day during the week. It's busy enough. 
so I'm I'm in the middle of finding that balance. This is why we don't have a video this week for the podcast because with everything going on, uh, on top of all that change, just also dealing with mental health stuff. I mean, we talk about it on this podcast all the time. It's not not a new topic here. Um, anxiety is there. Uh, I'm always working on new tools to deal with it. And uh, it was just very, I just was feeling a little worn out. So I still wanted to reach out to you guys. I still want to do a quick podcast beforehand. And the easiest way is just to go back to our roots. Purely audio, no video. Uh, but we'll, we'll make it available for everybody uh, regardless. So with that, with all the change I'm, I'm dealing with and new behaviors and all these things, we are now seeing a, a you know, this is, this is a rare moment. Usually these, these balance, uh, these the balance segments kind of matched where if if it was challenging in my daily life I was talking about the challenge that the space industry was having but uh in <laughs> it is it is tipped in balance of the space industry and I'm I'm more than happy to hear that uh right now this has been an incredible week for really what we've been talking about on this podcast for a really long time since the beginning about the potential of of what happens if a new company like SpaceX figures out how to work together with NASA. That was the the. That's what started this whole segment. Was could we find a way to get NASA and SpaceX to work together? Because for so many years, from the outside and even internally at NASA, there and this is that speculation. That's talking with some people that I know here or there. They will be nameless, but talking and having a general sense of being in the field of aerospace engineering, there has always been this old space, new space competition between the two, and. We just saw a major, major, major first step in that SpaceX got selected the week before the Crew-2 launch, the second actual um, operational mission where SpaceX is the first company. The fr it brings America's ability to send our own astronauts into space on our own spacecraft. SpaceX has not only won that battle, but has also been awarded NASA's Human Lander option for the Artemis program, which is a giant, gigantic, huge, huge thing for them. And we, I mean, just being here on the podcast, having watched this for, for so long, it's such a wild accomplishment. Um, but it's not just out of the blue. It's not like SpaceX just got lucky that they just became an overnight success. What I really learned from doing this podcast and meeting so many interesting people that this podcast has connected me to, especially within NASA and, and, and some friends that I've had, people that I've talked to, there is this overwhelming sense inside of NASA for a few years now that they're, they are always looking for different people, contractors to work with. They've been working with contractors for near their entire, NASA's, near NASA's entire life. Right, and NASA doesn't necessarily need to be the one developing every single bit, and the Falcon Nine is a workhorse for not only NASA. It's literally setting up the astronauts for Crew Two later this week. The spacecraft that SpaceX has developed work was in tandem with the NASA teams. They developed that for years. It, it around, I think, roughly a decade, if I'm not mistaken, at least five years, hardcore that NASA has been working with SpaceX in regards to human spaceflight. And to see them win that award over the national team, which was Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos's company, and a conglomerate of really the monopolies of the, of the aerospace industry, um, their option was not selected, which 
I honestly, that, that to me was a change in behavior uh, from NASA. And this point was brought up online, and I agree with it 100%. That's, it's not surprising that the company that has delivered on their promises in an industry that is typically, sorry, it's going to cost more, sorry, it's going to take longer, SpaceX has delivered uh, more than, than any other aerospace company in regards to NASA's needs, the, the country's needs in human spaceflight. So it's, it's really not that surprising, but it is because it was such a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A guys club? Guys club's the wrong word for it. But there was a few companies that, that pretty much ran all the different things in aerospace, a few monopolies. They pretty much did everything because they had the money, they got the funding, and then they were able to build projects. And SpaceX has now garnered NASA's trust so much that right before, and this is this is where things might get weird for NASA, but uh, this week, I think April 22nd, the same day that Crew-2 launches, which is a, a great strategic move politically, uh, I, I believe the Senate is also going to be uh, voting on the choices for the the new NASA administration under, under President uh, Biden. So uh, one of the people we're, we're really, really excited about is Pam Melroy, who's, who's chosen as the deputy, deputy administrator, an actual astronaut. Uh, she flew on the space shuttle missions STS-92 in 2000, STS-112 in 2002, and STS-120 in 2007. So we have someone who's not only a, an, Air, an Air Force you know, military veteran, but has worked in NASA, an actual astronaut who's flown on, on the, basically the latest gear of, of, of the space shuttle. And, and to have her there to work with everybody, I mean, it's, it's, that's a, you want someone like Pam in there that really understands it from all different aspects. And so that's very exciting. That's very exciting that she, uh, I you know, hope she gets nominated. Um, the thing politically that might get interesting, I, I know I said that and then talked about good things because I, we are very excited about Pam, but I, I also have ADHD and I, I get I get sidetracked sometimes. The thing that might make it difficult is there were some members of, um, there are some politicians that were not happy with this really, I guess, quick decision. The Basically, the, the NASA administration that is carrying over before this transition, uh, which, oh, well, let, let, see, I, I'm, I'm trailing off again. The, <laughs> it could get weird. It, it could also just be political posturing. There were some tweets, some people that were, who basically are involved in the decision to get these these nominations picked and what funding NASA gets, they were definitely not happy with NASA essentially making a huge decision for the future of this next administration that's coming in of the space program. But, 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 I will say historically what usually happens is the space program takes a completely different uh, trajectory. And... NASA has been working, you know, whether there's a different person at the head of NASA, it's it's about the science and about whether they've really understood what the technology is doing. And to get the check of approval from NASA, whether it, it's under either administration, those people working there are going to be there, right? They have now given Starship. They've said that Starship is possible. 
NASA has actually given the check to say, you know what? You know, even though they still have a lot of development to do and, and we know how they work, we know how they develop things, but given their track history and what they've, the level of safety they've put in for the Crew Dragon, that's again, launching those astronauts for Crew 2, that is is undeniable at this point. Um, that doesn't mean they're perfectly safe. That doesn't mean that uh, an abort might not be used if something doesn't go wrong during a flight, but... NASA's given the check. That is the big, the big, big thing. And to see that the balance has happened behind the scenes and that the relationship has grown to this point where really it's, it's let's keep continuing all the work we've been doing, right? Let's keep funding these private space companies, not just SpaceX, but companies like Blue Origin, companies like um, Astra, Rocket Lab, and, and, and so, so many others that to really build up this ability to send human beings into space and so now we're going to start seeing starship on a moon and if you don't think i'm being a little silly here but if you don't think that elon musk isn't going to do that it's that it's not if you think that it's not possible that elon musk is going to do some crazy stuff on that first flight to the moon like a demonstration of paying uh <laughs> of paying Dogecoin as some transaction so that Dogecoin literally goes to the moon. I mean, there's so many weird, eccentric, exciting things that could happen here now that this has happened. Um, it's it, it makes this next era of, of space exploration really exciting to think that it expands so much further than than really what it was when we first went to the moon with Apollo 11. I'm just blown away. I guess that's not that's not financial advice. I'm, I'm not saying you should go out there and buy Dogecoin, but I just think there's so many little weird things that are going to affect us on Earth. Not only just the iconic, oh man, just just having history happen. The first woman stepping foot on the moon with a starship. I, that is going to be wild, absolutely wild, and we look we we so look forward to that. And yeah, there's only a few other things I wanted to touch on. Uh, because again, it's a real quick episode. I just wanted to check in with you guys. Um, I am just super excited that the balance has happened. They have decided to work together, take SpaceX's best parts, NASA's best parts, and combine them to be focused on the mission of the space industry. That that is, I can't believe we're here. We're here, but it's official, so we we have to talk. We had to talk about it. It's it's, it's amazing. So Artemis has gotten very very strong now. Uh, there's a, that there's an actual choice from NASA, so that's wild. Um, so April 22nd is the Crew 2 launch. Starship SN15 may be taking flight this week. I would assume that the amount of strain that having this human mission is going to do to the SpaceX team will probably not will probably diminish the push for Starship to fly beforehand. It may. It may fly today after we're, <laughs> after we're recording this. Um, but regardless, there this is going to be a really busy week. The Ingenuity helicopter, the really the first thing that happened, took flight. That was incredible. Uh, so, so much interest in these Mars missions, especially from around the world. Countries not the U.S. that are, that have had their own companies, like, like the, I'm sorry, have had their own missions go to space, whether it's, you know, the UAE or, uh, or plenty of others that, that have gone China, there's, there is a, a huge interest around the world on Mars, on the Red Planet. And what's really fascinating about the Ingenuity helicopter flight, you know, the, 
the thing, this is the thought that I'll leave you guys with, but one of the things that we haven't been able to get around and has been a, a, a rover killer, a spacecraft killer on Mars has been once those dust storms kick up and those solar panels get covered in dust, there really isn't anything to get that dust off. And what's really interesting is the Ingenuity helicopter took off with its with its rotor, rotorcraft blades, and when it landed, it blew that dust off. Even with 1% of the atmosphere of Earth, it still had enough uh, density, waftness, I don't know, what's the word? <laughs> Wafting. I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, There's obviously a scientific word for it, but the density of air is still good enough that it can brush dust off those solar cells, which means that ingenuity now has more power. And so it makes you think about what do you now that now that it's shown that it is possible to get that dust off when you don't have a person there with a brush like Mark Watney, you know, to, you know, dusting off those solar cells. What could you put on a spacecraft that would be light enough that it doesn't seriously affect your ability to send equipment, right? You don't want to put up something that dusts off the solar cells if you have another piece of equipment that could bring you really good scientific data, right? You, what, what's that trade-off? But what are the ways that you could do that, right? What are the ways to recover a spacecraft if there's something like that? Um, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of different things you could do. One of the things I really like is like having tiny fans just to to blow at those at those solar panels you know maybe before power starts getting really really low have that happen i guess you could also put some kind of a, a vibrator on the solar cells which which may work that may damage the cells so i don't know like if you could get a good enough vibration or a pattern to get martian dust to come off i guess you'd have to test that um, but then you could also do something like a flywheel right you could have a flywheel that's kind of ratcheted uh, sprung up and locked and then released to kind of shake that whatever's mounting those solar panels to kind of shake off the dust um, and maybe there's a gear on there that could crank that back up if it's successful right but you have like a few redundancies like maybe one or two flywheels um, that are on there for the scenario where you do run out of power and you can just send a command that releases that spring and let it do it and it's not a lot of power to do that I don't know it's it, it, it just has made me think about a bunch of different ways that we could start solving these problems that that we have on other planets because what the Ingenuity team did was they, 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 they scienced the shit out of it. They really did. They worked the problem. They It didn't do that full speed spin. They worked the problem. They figured out, you know, if we do this problem, I'm talking very generally here, but there, there is an article that you can check up. NASA's blog on Ingenuity has gone gone into this in, de in depth so they'll definitely tell you more about the specifics but essentially making the decision about you know if we we have these two paths that we could solve this problem which is the one that's going to do the least amount of damage or the least amount of it doesn't put us in a position where now we can't take it back right so you want to try you want to look it up see which option is the least invasive and try that first and that's a, just a, a good mark of problem solving in general and I love that I think it was super cool to watch it happen in real time and hey it's it's way better to wait a little bit to do it the right way than to you know mess it up and now you're <laughs> on another planet without the ability to fix it so really really big congratulations to the JPL team to NASA for that uh, big congratulations to SpaceX for all of their hard work and all of the different aspects that they're involved in our in in, in, in progressing human spaceflight not only for the U.S., but for, for all of us around the world, for humanity. 
um, and they, them playing their own small part in this. And they're they're just a, a player in the whole game. Um, we're looking forward to see who who comes up to challenge SpaceX and do things better. And um, we are we are pro space progress. So if if that if that means SpaceX, we're about it. If that means a a challenger, <laughs> then great, bring it on. That's what this is. That's what this is about. So um, just amazed that the balance has happened. We've we've achieved this balance of NASA and SpaceX, and this is it, guys. We're here. So enjoy Crew Two. I'm going to be an, an observer. I'll try to go live, but really, uh, this week I, I'm I'm just I'm taking care of myself. And and for me, I will follow up. We will do a review of Crew Two. We will do a review of Starship SN15. I'm just not going to be able to do it live. So um, thank you for understanding. Uh, take care of yourself. Uh, you know, practice what you preach. Please do. And uh, and do what you got. If you got to take a break, if you need 15 minutes, five minutes, whatever you can find, do it. Give it to yourself. Um, and that's it, folks. Be well. Spread love. Spread science. We'll see you next time for another episode of Today in Space.